The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. With same-game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more, don't miss out as the NBA postseason winds down. And if you're new to DraftKings, you got to check this out. New customers bet 5 bucks to get 150 in bonus bets instantly. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code ROSS. That's code ROSS for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net in New York. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21-plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash football for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. It's the Ross Tucker Football Podcast. <laughs> yeah, it is. But it's not just any Ross Tucker Football Podcast. It is a Wisdom Wednesday presented, of course, by DraftKings, America's number one rated sportsbook app. Speaking of number one, you can be the number one winner of the Spread the Word winner. Award this week at Ross Tucker NFL at Ross Tucker Pod. I think you guys know what the deal is there. Easiest contest on planet Earth that I'm aware of. It's just a retweet or a like or whatever. At Ross Tucker NFL at Ross Tucker Pod. Any of the platforms, I check them all. It is Madden Code Week Three. Who wants a Madden Xbox PS4? Who wants a free Madden Code? It's that easy. Just take advantage of any of our sponsors or get the DraftKings Sportsbook app on your phone. Throw in the code ROSS there. Boom. That's a great way to get it. Again, people are slow on the uptick early in the week. I I think maybe I've gotten one entrant this week, one person that wants the free Madden code this week so far. It's Wednesday. I'm picking on Friday. So, hey, it's up to you. I'll give it to that person. As long as there's one person, I'll give it to them. But Man, right now, if you're the second person, you have a 50-50 shot of me picking you. You can always also check out the other sponsors over at RossTucker.com, and you'll hear some of them today. Mac Weldon, love my Mac Weldon shirts, as well as Native um, deodorant, awesome. I mean, there's all kinds of health benefits to it, but I just know my wife really likes the way it smells, and well, that's good for me. And I'll, I'll leave it at that. Anyway, we'll also give a YouTube shout out later on the week to a new YouTube subscriber. And you should be on YouTube, by the way. YouTube.com slash Ross Tucker NFL. Just so you can see all of the, the best clips of all of our shows. So maybe you don't listen to the college draft or you don't listen to even money because you're not into betting or fantasy feast, which is coming out today, by the way, because you're not into fantasy football. You can still see the best of those shows on uh, the highlights playlist over at youtube.com slash Ross Tucker NFL. You can also see what my buddy Andrew Brandt looks like. The world's youngest, coolest, most in-shape 60-year-old man, Andrew Brandt. He's today's Big Show. The Big Show.
Check him out on Twitter, at Andrew Brandt. And, of course, check out the Business of Sports podcast. It is the best of its kind. Did you like that intro, Andrew, the world's fittest 60-year-old man? Yeah, I think so. I mean, I, you're the only person who keeps, keeps bringing up that I'm 60. So I'm, I'm a little uh, – <laughs> I've got to, like, think about that. But if you're qualifying it with all that, that's great. You know, uh, race season is kind of not happening this year because of COVID. But I'm anxious to get out there and prove myself now that I'm in this new category of 60 to whatever, 60 to 65, I guess. I'm just curious, before we get into some of the stuff, how did you get into, like, triathlons? Like, how does that even happen? You know, where I started running in Green Bay, Wisconsin – and they're the hardiest runners I've ever seen. They'll run 350 days a year, put spikes on their shoes, all that stuff. So I got into running with a running group there. And then I started getting some injuries, calf and hamstring from all the running. And I'm like, I got to mix this up. So I brought in biking and uh, sort of the multi-sport aspect I've really gotten into. It's been great. I mean, as you know, it's great for your mental health as well, physical health. It's, uh, it's an important part of my life. Yeah, it's awesome. I love it. Uh, question for you. Let's start with Troy Vincent and the strongly worded memo about coaches and masks and face coverings on the sideline. What did you make of that memo, Andrew? It's funny because I'm seeing all these coaches with their tightly wound masks. I remember Mike McCarthy and Bill O'Brien and, of course, Andy Reid with his with his shield, I, I tweeted out, can't the uh, Chiefs worth $2.5 billion get him an anti-fog shield? Um, so uh, it was surprising seeing Sean McVay just sort of running out uh, uncovered. But I don't know if there were others, Ross. You probably saw there were others, but it was directed towards him as much as anyone. And uh, he's going to comply. And all cameras will be on him in Philadelphia this week, seeing if he's got the mask. And yes, and I mean, listen. It's a national pandemic. This is one way everyone agrees that will help. He should be wearing it. Well, and what I thought was weird, they're just, and I'll get into this a little bit later in the show, but there just really wasn't consistency. And most of the coaches I saw, if they did have the, the mask, it was covering their mouth, but not their nose. I mean, I, look, I just yeah. think it's a bad example, right? Like people are looking at these games, millions of people, and it's an opportunity for these coaches to, you know, set the tone of sort of setting an example. And I know they're outside and people have different feelings on that, but, you know, it, it almost defeats the purpose if you're not wearing the mask the right way, because then you're not really being a good role model. Yeah. And I've been out and myself personally, where I've been in stores or whatever, and it slipped down below my big nose. and. Uh, People have noted. And I'm like, I get it. I get it. Totally. You're right. Got to pull it up. And the other thing I thought was interesting, you'd understand this better than me, is that these guys are so creatures of habit. They've got the mask, but they're covering <laughs> they're covering their face so no one can read their lips uh, to, to the play calls. I'm like, wow. You know, they've got the mask and they're still bringing that play sheet down so they can't see it. It's amazing. I wanted to get your thoughts. Uh, these two are kind of related. There was a flurry of contracts extensions right before the season started. Alvin Kamara, 
Dalvin Cook, Cooper Cup, Demario Davis. And I guess I'll just get your your thoughts there. Is that just a classic, you know, deadline spur action? And on somebody's level, on somebody's mind, that was the deadline? Yeah, I've got a few reactions. We talked about some of this last week, Ross. I wrote about in Sports Illustrated this flurry of activity right before the season. The first reaction is we went through a really slow offseason. I know we had Mahomes, we had McCaffrey, we had George Kittle, but nothing really like a normal offseason because I think people kind of waited around. And as I said, they came in last week and said, I guess we're doing this. <laughs> and they got a lot of business done. Uh, first on the running backs, as you mentioned, Kamara, Cook, and Mixon to go along with Derrick Henry and, of course, McCaffrey earlier in the offseason. The wasteland of running back contracts is over, Ross, where for years, for like 2016 to 2020, we had Levy and Bell's franchise tag and, and nothing else. I mean, we had like Jarek McKinnon was the highest paid running back. Um, and that really changed. So what we have, I haven't looked at the details on those deals, but I'd be shocked if any of them have more than two-year guarantees. So you know my saying, they're all about $25 million, $28 million maybe for the high end, and then we'll see. So the 25 to $28 million over two years, then we'll see. But I'm glad as a player advocate that these running backs are getting these deals rather than the team saying, yeah, let's see how the year goes, which means they're going to get a lot more usage. They're going to have wear on their wear on their tires, and the teams are going to say, I don't know, a year from now. So kudos to the Saints and the Bengals and uh, the Vikings for doing this because, of course, they didn't have to. The players weren't going to hold out, and they got it done before the, the tread on the tire discussion came up. Yeah, and the reality is for running backs, if they said, okay, I'm not signing it, and they played the whole year – and then they went into free agency, they wouldn't get more. They wouldn't get more. You know, you most positions, it's like you're a free agent, you hit the market, that's when you really get your value. For running backs, I, I don't think these guys, Cook and Kamara, after another full year of getting stuff, if they hit the market, I don't think teams on the market, on the free agent market, would give these guys more than they just got. Yeah, Maros, and the odds are, I hate to say it, but the odds are at least one of these teams is going to regret this deal because running backs fall off the cliff. Maybe not this year. Sure, this year they're all 23, 24 years old, but maybe next year. And I don't know if it's going to be Cook or Camaro or Mixon or whoever or Henry, but that's the odds. You know, we have so few outliers like an Adrian Peterson, like a Frank Gore. Most of them are falling off the cliff soon after mid-20s. Meanwhile, you know, I think that deadline thing is interesting because Allen Robinson is in the last year of his contract and the Bears get a big come-from-behind win and that should be the story. But he's not happy. He's not happy at all. He's in the last year of his contract making $10.9 million salary took all the Bears mentions off of his social media, et cetera. Is this one of the issues you have when you let a contract situation go into the season, Andrew? Well, Russ, you and I didn't talk about this before. I didn't know you were going to ask this. Um, <laughs> my worlds have collided here. Uh, I represent Alan. 
Okay, so uh, I don't specifically, but as you know, I'm working with Vayner Sports, and Brandon Parker is the son of kind of my mentor, longtime agent who's now passed, Eugene Parker, and Brandon is with Vayner, and I'm his kind of his mentor and helping him through this, and he represents Alan, and I got to know Alan. So I, I, I think, I hate to disappoint you, I can't say too much, but what I can say is that the market's clear for what we just talked about. And what do we have? We had Cup, we had Allen, Keenan Allen, and we had DeAndre Hopkins. Now, people can argue if Allen's better, worse, the same, middle, somewhere in that group. But now we have it. So I think in this situation, and I'd say this if I was with the Packers too, it's pretty clear where this contract has to go. And all those guys are in the same position as Allen, a year left on their deals. Actually, Hopkins had a lot more. So uh, it seems like there's a way to do this. And I'll just reiterate what Brandon said, his true agent, I'm only kind of an advisor, is that he's not asking for a trade. He's asking for a market deal. So we'll see what happens. Interesting. Andrew, I had no idea. I saw that his agent was Brandon Parker. I didn't know Brandon Parker was part of Vayner Sports. Yeah. So uh, now you know. That, that's really interesting. Yeah, just a personal note, because one of the reasons I've been asked to join agencies for years, but one of the reasons was Brandon, because, you know, I don't want to get too sappy, but as I get older, as you noted, I'm in this advanced age, (laughs) I'm like, you got to pay it back. And and Eugene Parker, the great agent, when I was both an agent and with the Packers, we did tons of deals when I was with the Packers. I appreciated his honesty, the way he worked together. Uh, we did Jason Peters deal when I was with the Eagles advising um, and I'm paying it back. I'm helping Brandon. I think that's part of life. Wow. That's awesome. Andrew. really awesome. A um, couple of, I, I guess I just want to sort of a uh, 30,000 foot view from you on week one. I don't mean like Aaron Rodgers was good and uh, the Jags won or whatever. I just mean sort of the presentation no fans, crowd noise, uh, artificially seeing sort of the tarps towards the bottom of the field with the sponsor advertising. Give me your business of sports reaction to week one in the NFL. You know, it's hard to put on a product with no fans. I think they're trying to do what's best with the fan noise. As a fan watching, I found myself a little confused uh, I was watching the Eagles in Washington, and it seemed like the noise was kind of built up when the Eagles made a nice play, which I didn't quite understand. Um, you know, it is where we are. And I think you can comment better than I can about the quality of play. I thought it was good. I thought going in, it was overrated to say, well, they haven't played preseason. It's going to look ugly. I didn't believe that. Um, and I think. You know, you talk about overreaction after playing. I think there were overreactions before playing. Overreactions about not having fans, overreactions that the Jags traded everyone so they're going to be awful. <laughs> overreactions, my my bias that the Packers overachieved last year. Uh, you know, I think we're going to settle in overreactions that Tom Brady's going to, you know, be undefeated. I just think we're going to settle in to a normal season without the fans. And you and I haven't talked since Thursday. Uh, 
my comment on the booing during the unity presentation is that listen you know the players and owners can talk about this for for till the skies turn blue or not the fans aren't part of that negotiation so the fans see all this unity or this this race social justice concerns and they booed now that wasn't part of the plan but i made a comment on twitter i don't i don't like saying it but maybe in some places the sport's better off with no fans right now because they don't want that scene. couple uh, unique things this year that I wanted to get your attention to and your opinion on relating to rosters, one of which is this the idea, Andrew, that you can protect four guys on the practice squad so that other teams can't come and sign them to the active roster how did the NFLPA agree to that one? I mean, uh, you better. I mean, if a team comes to try to get you, and you're protected, you should have to at least bump up. And maybe there's a mechanism in there, but at least bump them up to the minimum veteran salary for their for their years of service. Because otherwise, that protected thing is crap. I mean, you know, it sounds cool. Oh, they protect him. It sounds cool yeah. for those four guys until some other team wants you on the active roster and you can't go. You can't go. And you're right. For people who don't know the practice squad salary, unless it's negotiated differently, is about 12,000 a week, no slouch, but the active salary at 480,000 divided by 17 is 27 or 28,000 a week. So think about that difference. They don't get that. Now that's what it, does but as you suggested i must there must be wink wink deals like if i'm with the packers and i got a guy that's protected and another team's after him that's not going to be good with the agent or the player so what are you going to do and we're going to see i would think a lot of practice squad salaries go way up but that still doesn't give you the credited season so we're going to have to see where this goes as you say how they could do it well you remember i talked about it ad infinitum in in july that they're trying to do this mini CBA. And this is one that kind of got horse traded in there in order to play football and through a pandemic. Couple other things I want to get to quickly with you, Andrew, but I, I mentioned earlier, I don't know if you heard me, native deodorant. It doesn't just block odor better, it's made better. Native has ingredients you've heard of like coconut oil, Shea butter and tapioca starch. Can't tell you I've heard of tapioca starch, if I'm being honest. It's also vegan, never tested on animals, never uses ingredients like aluminum, parabens, sulfates, or talc. Here's the key, okay? My wife loves how lavender and rose, cucumber and mint, and citrus and verbal smell. Now, I don't know if all women are like my wife who has like super sonic smell, sense of smell, but it's very important to her, and I'm very happy with Native right now. Do what I did. Make the switch to Native today by going to nativedo.com slash Ross or use promo code Ross at checkout and get 20% off your first order. That's nativedo.com slash Ross or use promo code Ross at checkout for 20% off your first order. Uh, by the way, Andrew, I should mention my understanding is part of this deal with the expanded practice squad is you're not allowed to pay them more on practice squad. 
Oh, that's something I didn't even know. Yeah, we both need to check on that. Now, I know it's like your first four years, like it's only 8,500. But if you're like Josh McCown, you get 12,000. But I don't think you're – because otherwise, guys like Josh McCown would be getting paid more. I don't think you're allowed to get paid more than that dollar amount. I think that's one of the things that they put in, which I thought was interesting. The other thing that's interesting, Andrew, is just seeing these guys going on IR for three weeks. You know, it's like – Never before did a guy have a hamstring pull and they go on IR. This is great. I mean, I, as a player, this is and a team. This makes so much more sense. And, and instead of having to put them away for the year and they end up being healthy and they're walking around the facility and they're fine, as I've seen guys many times with the Packers, and I'm like, oh, yeah, we put you down because we needed the roster spot. So, yeah, that's a great thing coming out of this as well. You know, as we're talking here, good and bad, for the fan, for the viewer, for the player, some of these things are, are really good, like the the minimum, the only three-week IR. What did you think, Andrew, because I saw you tweet about this, last thing, and I'll let you get to the Business of Sports podcast, but uh, Ed Orgeron, LSU coach, said most of his team already had COVID, hoping they don't catch it again. Yeah, I mean, I like him. I always say he should be my ways voice. <laughs> but... Uh, that was tone deaf. I mean, first of all, we hid this from Dabo Sweeney way back about COVID and getting it and herd immunity. You know, these are scientists' conversations, not coach conversations. And then the obvious point is if they had it or have it, they're not just dealing with football people and their teammates. They're dealing with their life and other students. And students go home to parents and grandparents. So it was unfortunate. And I tweeted that we'll see a clarification <laughs> from PR. Check him out on Twitter at Andrew Brandt and make sure you read his stuff at SI, but subscribe if you haven't already to the Business of Sports podcast. It is excellent. Thank you, Andrew. Ross, real quick, this week I saw in the news one of these invest in the player uh, schemes with a company called Sport BLX and a player on the Charlotte Hornets is the first athlete to do it, PJ Washington, a first-round pick for Kentucky. I got him on. Uh, so he's on the Business of Sports podcast with the founder of Sport BLX. People may have heard of Fantex years ago. It went away. Here we go. Investing in an athlete. We talk about the scheme. PJ Washington's on the podcast. I think everyone will enjoy it. Yeah, that is interesting. I was wondering what happened to another company that, uh, yeah. you know, had gotten, they had invested in several players and got a bunch of pub from it. Right. This is a new one and it's uh, basketball guaranteed money. So I encourage everyone to listen in this week on the Business of Sports podcast. Awesome. Thank you, Andrew. Thanks, Ross. There he is, Andrew Brandt, always looking sharp. Check him out on YouTube, youtube.com slash Ross Tucker NFL. I'm looking sharp. Now, today I'm actually wearing a a polo shirt. I don't do it very often. Usually I'm wearing a T-shirt. I don't know why I chose to do it. I did get recently... A couple of great shirts, polo shirts, from Mac Weldon. So for the summer, I got a bunch of like uh, colorful, I guess you'd say preppy uh, shorts. You know, like the, what do they call it? Uh, Nantucket Reds or Salmon or whatever. They're pink. Let's be honest, they're pink. Anyway, so I needed some white shirts to go with it. Like some new white Polo shirts to go with. They got other stuff too, by the way. Socks, hoodies, uh, 
underwear, shorts, whatever you want. But I mainly use Mack Weldon for their shirts. So it's pretty cool. They want you to be comfortable. So if you don't like your first pair of underwear, you can keep them and they'll still refund you. No questions asked. For 20% off your first order, visit MacWeldon.com slash Tucker and enter the code Tucker. Again, 20% off your first order, which is really nice. Go to MacWeldon, M-A-C-K-W-E-L-D-O-N.com slash Tucker. Enter promo code Tucker. You get 20% off. And boom, you're able to go ahead and get um, something pretty nice there from Mac Weldon. Like it. Tucks takes. Hi, Ross. Well, any other thoughts? I know you and Andrew talked about it, but uh, let's start with Troy Vincent's strongly worded memo to coaches about the masks on the sideline. What else do you have to add? I just want consistency. I, You know, that's how I am about a lot of things in life. I think every coach, like, what are the rules? Are, do your nose and mouth have to be covered? I think they should. I saw some coaches doing that, and I thought they were doing a nice job with it. I think Mike McCarthy did a nice job with it. Look, I mean, you, you have a headset on. You can still talk with a mask on. I know it's not comfortable. I know it's not everybody's favorite thing. It's not my favorite thing when I wear a mask, too. But you can easily do it. And, you know, I, I don't know if, if you need to talk, if people need to feel like they need to pull it down. I don't really agree with that. You can talk with the mask on. So I think the NFL has a real opportunity to sort of set a standard, send a message of, hey, you know, we can do this for coaches, at least. You don't need to have the players have them on when they're playing, but keep the mask on, cover your nose, cover your mouth. And, you know, so many of these coaches had it like here, like right below their mouth or right above their mouth, but their nose ex totally exposed. Like, fellas, like let's let's get on the same page here. Let's make sure we know how you're supposed to wear these things, and let's set a good example for the country. Takes. Bunch of injury news, but most noteworthy are probably uh, Steelers right tackle Zach Banner being out for the season. Uh, both Jets running back Le'Veon Bell and Saints wide receiver Michael Thomas. They're also going to miss uh, some time. Right. So Banner, I think we kind of knew when he tore his uh, ACL. It kind of looked pretty bad on Monday Night Football. What a shame. His fourth year in the NFL, battled through his first three years, fourth year, finally gets a starting job, and then tears his ACL in his first start. I mean, that is – that's rough. Really rough. As for Le'Veon Bell, it just doesn't seem like that's going to go well. It hasn't gone well so far. I don't think I mean, it's going to end up being a terrible free agent signing for the Jets. Terrible. And then Michael Thomas. You know, that's a big loss for the Saints. Huge. I don't know how long he'll be out, but that is a significant loss. And that's one of those two, like the, they play the Raiders this week. And, man, that is favorable timing for the Raiders. Sometimes it's not who you play, it's when you play them. You know, we'll see if he can get back before the Saints have a bye week six. Tucks takes. Speaking of the Jets, they signed Kalen Balaj to replace Bell, and the Eagles signed guard Jamon Brown off the Bears practice squad. Right, so Kalen Balaj has never shown he can play a lick in the NFL, but 
Adam Gase drafted him. Adam Gase knows him. Adam Gase signed him. So there you go. As for Jamon Brown, this is the kind of guy that never, Bry, never would have been practice squad eligible before. I mean, he started like over 50 games in his career. Those guys aren't eligible to be on practice squad typically, but this year, this unknown year, he is. And I think the Eagles realize, A, they need some depth, and B, you know, Nate Herbig might not really be ready to be a a starting right guard in the NFL. So I think they're going to see if they can get uh, Jamon Brown up to speed and ready to go. I'm trying to get all of you guys up to speed on the DraftKings Sportsbook app because you can all get it on your phones. No matter where you live, you can get the DraftKings Sportsbook app on your phone. If you can place a legal wager in your state, you can deposit and you can turn $1 into $100 when you bet on any team this week. I mean, you can't get many better offers than that. Are you kidding me? $1 bet on any team. And if that team wins, you cash a cool Benjamin. How do you pass that up? By the way, almost all of you, there might be a couple states where you can't put a deposit in, but most of you guys can put a deposit in. And I think you know if your state, if you're allowed to bet or not. Um, but that's just going to grow by the year. I just say this. I know a lot of you aren't into it, or maybe some of you are on the fence. If you're ever going to do it, do it with one of these deals. Like, because they're not going to give out these deals forever. Do it when they got one of these deals. And then see if you want to see if it was entertaining. See if you want to do more. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code Ross when you sign up to get this can't-miss offer. Pick any team during week two. Bet $1 on them and win $100 if they win. That's $1 to win $100 when you use promo code Ross during sign-up. Limited time only, only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older. New Jersey PA only. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem. Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Brian, let's get to uh, email question. Ever wanted to ask an NFL player a question? Well, here's your chance. It's time to ask Ross. Oh, the email address is ross at rosstucker.com. So that's pretty much how you guys get at me for anything. Like you take advantage of any of the sponsors you heard, you want the free Madden code, send it to me, ross at rosstucker.com. Whatever it is you need, you need to get in touch with me for whatever, ross at rosstucker.com is probably the best way to do it. By the way, I am low on emails. So we need you guys to take advantage of some of these awesome sponsors, Native, Mac Weldon, DraftKings, Amazon, whatever. Um, and then send me a question because I'm getting low on them. Ross at RossTucker.com. What do you got, Brian? Well, today's question comes from Zach. Hey, Ross. Hope all is well. My two questions for you today. Number one, Princeton, as well as the rest of the Ivy League, has a great tradition about rivalries that date back over 100 years. Now, when you played for the Tigers, which game did you get most amped up for and who did you view as your biggest rival? That is question number one. Question number two. I've also followed Quentin Nelson's uh, career pretty closely, not only being a former old lineman, but Nelson actually graduated from the same high school that I did, Red Bank Catholic in New Jersey, and he blocked for my younger brother. Being a former lineman yourself and the knowledge you have of the game, what do you like best when watching Quentin Nelson on tape? Uh, Thank you, Zach. Zach's awesome. Zach's taking advantage of a bunch of sponsors. Zach's a stud. 
Uh, so, okay, for Princeton, there's really three. You know, if you talk to older Princeton grads, they'll tell you Yale. For me, it was Harvard because I almost went there and Penn because Penn and Princeton are such close proximity and I'm from Pennsylvania. So it was Harvard and Penn for me would be one and two and then Yale three. So those were clearly the biggest rivals, uh, but Harvard and Penn. And, you know, it's one of those things, Bri, it still bothers me to this day. In high school, three years, we didn't beat our biggest rival, which was Muhlenberg. And that still bothers me to this day, that my three years of high school, we didn't beat Muhlenberg. And then at Princeton, my four years didn't beat Harvard or Penn once. Now, the difference is in high school, we had a good team. Uh, but Muhlenberg had a really good team, too, and they were a bigger school, and we just weren't able to get it done. In college, four years to not beat either one of them, 0-8 against Harvard and Penn, really uh, really still bothers me. Now, if I'm being honest, you know, playing in the NFL and everything that's come along with that definitely softens the blow. I'd rather have played seven years in the NFL and have what I have now in terms of a media career than have beaten Penn or Harvard once, but uh, I'd be lying if I didn't say it doesn't still sting because you put in so much time to win those games. As for Quentin Nelson, it's another good question, Zach. Maybe I should have separated it into two since we're low on email questions, but I would say two things. One is I love his ferociousness and uh, desire to finish. I think that's when the sport is fun. I didn't think blocking people was fun. I thought really trying to physically punish the other guy, hit him as hard as you can, drive him into the ground as hard as you can, make them feel you, make them feel pain. That's what I enjoyed about man. And I think that's okay to say that. I'm not trying to injure anyone, but I am trying to hurt them. I am trying to make them hurt, uh, but without getting a serious injury. And then he has shown, he has a couple blocks that are just crazy that you just really are almost not technically sound. You're not supposed to do, but he comes out of nowhere to save the day. So he has high-level FBI, football intelligence as well. Good question, Zach. Please keep them coming, guys. We'll have Greg Cosell breaking down the biggest games in week two on tomorrow's Ross Tucker football podcast. If you haven't already subscribed, please do. Even Money podcast yesterday, wow. I mean... Steve Fezzik and I had three more best bets. We're, we're 2-0 on our best bets so far. And I placed a lot of bets. I placed a lot of units out there this week. So check out the Even Money podcast, Fantasy Feast podcast, of course, post today as well. Shout-outs, Pizza Boy Brewing, DynastyFreaks.com, Sportaculture, SteakhouseSports.com, Vision Comics with an X. I think we're done here. Thanks for listening to the Ross Tucker Football Podcast. Make sure to also subscribe to the Fantasy Feasts, Even Money, Business of Sports, and College Draft. All available at Apple Podcasts, RossTucker.com, or wherever podcasts can be found.